Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined today by Maggie Palmer. Hello, Maggie. Hey, Sarah. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes. Happy Galentine's Day. Oh, very. Oh, well played. Well played. <laughs> PC. <laughs> oh my goodness. So you had a um, blog post. You don't typically post on our the Another Mother Runner website, but I, you and I had had it. The genesis of it was a some text back and forth that you and I had about your clean eating, your weight loss, and so then I was like, you had to write about this for the site. So, so you did. So talk do, talk a little bit about that if you would. Um, I did. Well, you know, it, it's hard to put yourself out there. And I was kind of joking with you. And I sent you a before and after picture that I yeah. kind of um, collaged together. And I was like, why don't you tell me I was so fat? And <laughs> Stop. Like, there's more of you to love. And yeah, and then it kind of um, snowballed into, you know, something probably relatable. And it's not about weight loss. I just want to say that, you know, mm -hmm. if you haven't read it yet, um, it's really about a lot of weight that we carry around, I think, as women mm -hmm. um, and self-love. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to put that out there. So um, don't leave me any mean comments. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Be gentle. <laughs> well, I mean, because, because as people might recall, you've had a rocky couple years since moving from Oregon to San Martin, being hit by the hurricane so quickly thereafter, having to evacuate. So that, that you brought a lot of that into the, to the blog post. I did. And it's hard to talk about it because, you know, you talk to people and everyone's struggling with something, mm -hmm. you know, we're all going through something. And I think I kept feeling like I don't want to burden anyone with mm. what I'm going through because, uh, you know, we're all going through our own stuff. And so I'm, I'm just more of a listener than kind of airing my issues. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But it was very therapeutic. And thank you for letting me have a platform. I hope people can relate to it. Good. Well, thank you for sharing. You know, uh, um, you know, over the years, over the almost 10 years of another mother runner, Dimity has taught me a lot about being vulnerable and how that can give you strength and that you get support that you didn't really realize until you get it. And then you're like, oh, wow, the foundation under me was a little shaky. And now that people are leaning into it, it feels that much more solid and, and you can move on and, and um, you know, kind of do greater things in your own life. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, has nothing to do with today's topic, really, but uh, but which is uh, because it is Galentine slash Valentine's Day. Uh, I want to do a Why I Love Running episode. We're going to be interviewing three mother runners, including Jessica Hofheimer of Pace of the Pace of Me blog and Instagram account. And it's going to be interspersed with voice memos from a variety of women runners because I literally wanted to get as many voices as I could in in this episode. And so just kind of a heads up that I will not be queuing each one up. They're just um, Alex and his infinite wisdom will sprinkle them throughout. So but Maggie, why do why do you love running? Or I guess well, I should ask, I, do you love running? And if so, why? <laughs> I do. Every time I'm like, I just love running. I just love it. I feel like, like Forrest Gump, like, I just love running. I just love it. Um, I've always loved running. I've been a lifelong runner, you know, from the first time I ran the mile in sixth grade. And I was very shy and quiet. I had a speech impediment. Um, I, I'm oh. a middle child of four. So I have, you know, middle child issues. But I... It was my, the first time people really gave me attention, both the boys and the girls, the oh. coaches, 
Um, and it's just something, it's just a constant in my life. It's, I've never had a love hate relationship with running. I just, I just love it. <laughs> it's just always been there for me and my constant. And, um, as I get older, I just appreciate it more and more. Oh, good. Good. Um, so, well, thank you again for being, you know, revealing a part of your, um, self to us. That's, um, always good to know why something really resonates with people. Gosh, my yeah, reasons. Why, why do you love running? <laughs> I was going to say, my reasons don't sound as deep after that. I mean, um, um, I've been mulling this question over. I mean, number one for me, um, I guess number one and one A, I love being outside. I just love being out, out in the day, you know, like just getting out there, knowing that the day exists, feeling the air against my skin, oftentimes feeling precipitation rain against my skin, <laughs> but, um, it just makes me feel very alive and reminds me that I have a corporeal body, you know, because you can like, Alex looks at me like, Oh, that was a $5 word. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> like, ooh. <laughs> what does it mean? Um, it means ha I think it means having a body. So I might have even been redundant in that. So you could have just it means physical. Yeah, <laughs> being corporeal. Um, yes. <laughs> physical essence of the body. Yes. I don't know. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. And then so so whether that's the one or the one a the other one is to spend time with my best running friend, Molly, um, because in a you know, there's just so many demands on all of our time that it's nice to have a quote unquote excuse to get to talk with her for, you know, however long it happens to be that day. But also, I kept coming back to you know, the phrase on one of our um, most popular shirts ever, which is that, it, you know, which is badass mother runner, but it makes me feel badass to, to run. And whether that means going outside in the dark to get in my miles or setting off for a, you know, a destination that seems far away and getting there by foot, that makes me feel badass, you know, attacking a really big hill um, when I started really being a dedicated runner just for the sake of running was the year after I graduated college. I'd run during college a little bit in high school, and I lived in a super hilly part of San Francisco called Potrero Hill, and I would get up and um, I had a friend who worked in the financial industry, and so she I, and she was a runner, and I knew that she got up way, way, way earlier than I did. So I felt like, you know, getting up at five thirty was practically sleeping in by Dorothy's standards. So I would get up and run. Just um, it was numbered streets. The streets over there are all either named for a state or a number, and so the um, numbered streets cut across the hill. So I would just go up and down and up and down and up and down. And just attacking those hills, just making up to the top of each one just made me feel super badass. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still really jam on that feeling. I still feel that way, you know, like at Orange Theory when I'm running and I feel really strong, you know, mm -hmm. then you catch yourself in the mirror and you're like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, 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 perhaps it's good we don't have, you know, simultaneous video of ourselves that we can see. But Yeah, or you get the picture in your inbox of you in the race, like we just asked yeah. for people's best and worst pictures. It's like, oh, yeah, I felt much stronger. Right, right, right. <laughs> Didn't look yeah, that, like I was dying. Yeah, that's that TMI Tuesday topic that you and I have also um, chatted back and forth on text, you know, of how 
whether, you know, your perception of how you look and how you actually look running. Is that a topic that we really want to broach? And I, I need to, I need to post that. Maybe I'll post it closer to race season. So, um, yeah, so those are, those are just, I'm, you know, and, um, I love having excuse to get out of the house. I love being out of the house, um, all sorts mm-hmm. of reasons I love running. So we will kick off our conversation with Jessica and the two other gals after this brief break. I'm certain maybe a voice memo will get shoved in here. So stay with us. We promise you'll love this episode. Our first guest, as I mentioned, is Jessica Hoffheimer. She's a mom of three who lives in Cary, North Carolina. You might know her from her very popular um uh, website and Instagram account pace of me where she showcases her running and her art. She's a um, creative spirit who creates inspiring and whimsical art that we just adore and it celebrates running. And so Jessica has run more than 20 marathons in the past two decades. She became a running coach about a decade ago. And um, I've had the good fortune to meet Jessica several times. And it was high time that we had you on the show, Jessica. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Hey, Jessica. So how old are your three kids and do they share your love of running? (laughs) Well, I have a daughter who is almost 15. She starts driver's ed next week. Oh boy. Um, And then I know I have a 13 year old son and a little boy who just turned nine on Groundhog's Day. (laughs) Um, So they, I, I think my boy's love running. Um, they love to play soccer and they seem to be really intrigued with the racing aspect of things. And they've done some races. My daughter, I coached the girls on the run for her elementary school and she just did not love it. She, Mm -hmm. (laughs) she does not love it and that's okay. (laughs) Um, but my boys are into it. Oh, that's great. I know we were talking about like, you know, I just loved running <laughs> and yeah. some, some kids just don't, but, um, we know that you signed up for your first marathon Philly without even having done a 5k race. So obviously you're a bit of a natural. Can you tell us more about the running background? <laughs> well, sure. I mean, I, um, when I was really little, I had severe asthma and that actually I'm sure is part of why my daughter doesn't like running because she also has asthma. Um, but I was really fortunate because I outgrew my asthma, um, basically like around puberty and I'm one of four girls and my sisters were always able to participate in sports and whatnot. And I really just at the time, I mean, asthma healthcare has come a long way since then, but I just really couldn't when I was really young. And so Um, I started playing soccer and wanted to do like all the things as soon as I started feeling like I actually could. So I loved soccer um, from about the time I was in middle school um, through through high school. And um, but running, I didn't love. I just running was something that I needed to do in order to be good at the sport I really loved to do. But I was a center midfielder. And so that position required quite a bit of endurance, just a lot of running back and forth on the field. And I didn't realize it until later, but I did have a knack for that. And so now as a coach, I recognize that I had some good, strong, slow twitch muscle fibers. <laughs> and I just, I was, I was not a sprinter, but I um, could just like the Energizer Bunny, just like keep going. I wouldn't get tired on the 90 minute games. And so later on, I mean, in college, I, I tried to, I did play some club soccer, but college was a really hard 
time for me and emotionally and mentally. I just struggled with depression and anxiety Mm. and did not have the best tools to manage my mental health during that time. And um, I wasn't exercising when I got out of college. I I think I, the way I remember it is just sort of feeling fed up with that. Um, and so I try, I did join, like I was living in Washington DC at the time and I joined like a women's, um, league to play soccer. And I started dating my husband and we actually joined like a co-ed soccer league. And that was really fun, but I just, I didn't have a ton of money. I was, you know, right out of college working. And so running just seemed like something I could afford to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I was inspired. I was like intrigued by that. I had some friends um, from high school who did this thing called a marathon, and I was like, <laughs> and they weren't very athletic. And I was like, well, if they can do that, maybe I can do that. And they seemed like so proud of themselves. And um, I just, I bought a book called How to Train for and Run Your First Marathon, and or your best marathon, I think it was called. And whipped out my highlighter and (laughs) put a plan together for myself. And I just, I remember very vividly going to visit my family um, in Florida and I had mapped out my training plan on the airplane and I flew to Southwest Florida and was going to do my first training run there. Mm -hmm. And it was hot. And I had been a smoker during college. And so part of this was like, I'm quitting smoking. I'm quitting the bad stuff. And I'm replacing it with this new hobby, this new habit. Mm -hmm. Like that was my mindset was like, if I just kind of crowd out the things I don't want to be doing anymore with this good thing, that will be my motivation, you know, to change my life. Mm -hmm. And my sister, I mean, they all remember it. They just felt so badly for me. I, they were just like, poor Jess. <laughs> like she's taking on this big thing. And I, the training plan that I did was based on minutes, not miles. Mm-hmm. I think it was just easier for me to wrap my brain around that as opposed to like the thought of like even one mile oh, oh, intimidated me mm. at the time. And so, but I thought I can run for, you know, 10 minutes. I can do that. And that first run was a 20 minute run. That was my long run. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was so hard. I think, I mean, I didn't have a Garmin or anything like that back then. I don't even think they existed quite yet, Mm -hmm. but I think it was probably like a 14 minute mile. I mean, I remember just really struggling Mm -hmm. on that path, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but I, I did it. I, I mean, I, I started training for a marathon before I even, picked a marathon. It was in April and I didn't wind up running my marathon until the end of November. I really did not know what I was doing. I just <laughs> maybe that's good. Maybe sometimes you go in, you know, it's like going in childbirth. You're like, this should be interesting. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I really I was very naive and clueless and I just liked the idea of it was like every weekend I just had to run like maybe five or ten minutes longer than the last long run. And like my head I could I could do that. I could be like, it's just five minutes longer than last week. It's just 10 minutes longer, you know, as opposed to thinking of it by mileage that really helped me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought I was definitely, I hear people make fun of people all the time for asking that question. Like, Oh, how long is your marathon? I was one of those people. I did not know that they were all 26.2 miles at the time. I just didn't know, you know? And so I, I figured that out. And, um, Philly was not a big race. I think there were maybe 6,000 runners, Uh um, in that race at the time. So 
Yeah. It was before running was like as popular or marathon running was as popular as it is now, but right, right, it right. definitely changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So that's my background. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Jessica, when I solicited guests for this episode on Twitter, you waxed wonderfully philosophically about your love of running. And I'd love to be able to read those two quotes back to you. If you'll allow me, you, you, yeah, yeah you wrote in two tweets. I know I love it because sometimes it drives me totally crazy. It can be annoying and hard and a hassle and draining and frustrating and heartbreaking at times. And yet it fills me up so completely. So I keep showing up anyway, because the good always outweighs the bad. And then you said, it's kind of like parenthood and marriage and any enduring love. We hang on because we believe in it and we know it's worth it even when it's not always glamorous or fun and it can totally break our hearts and drive us nuts. That's what love does. It endures. So first of all, I just, I just loved it. I was like, okay, <laughs> Jess is like, a- wow, I found it good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so, you know, we'll get into a little bit more specifics about why you love running, but could you please kind of continue your poetical feelings about it? Mm, sure. Yeah. I was actually thinking about this the other night when it was raining and I had to take my dog out. I mean, he's so cute and I love him like that is another enduring love. And I was like, yeah, I mean, this is, this is how I love running. Like sometimes you got to do stuff. You don't really like, I didn't want to go outside in the rain at eight 30 at night. Mm-hmm. I wanted my pajamas on, <laughs> <laughs> but I love him and he needs that from me. And so I do it and I'm grateful to be able to mm-hmm. because I have this dog, you know, who loves me unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And I think about that, like when my kids were babies, like, you know, do you really love getting spit up on or changing diapers in the middle of the night? Or mm-hmm. even now, I mean, ugh, being a mother of a teenager is some pretty hard work, you know, and that, but it, but it, you don't question it because you love your child more than you can even describe. And I guess in some ways that sounds silly to compare running, but, but I know I love it in the same kind of part of my soul is that I, it gives fulfillment to me. It gives me purpose. It -hmm. connects me to things that are so much, um, bigger than myself mm-hmm. yet also to myself at the same time and like reminds me who I am and what's important to me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I think sometimes, especially someone like me who's been running for 20 years, you know, keep showing up to this marathon and I, I do truly love it. It brings me joy, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean, I mean, I think especially to someone who's like looking if they belong in this sport, like, do they need to just love it like this passionate Mm -hmm. love I mean no I think Mm -hmm. the people that are lasting in this sport you know over years and throughout our lives like the longevity of of being part of this way of moving comes from like withstanding the things that are less fun about it the less glamorous about it because you know deep down in your core that it's worth it Mm-hmm. You know, it's become like a part of the fabric of who you are and how you do life. Mm-hmm. Um, if that, I think that's kind of what I was coming from with that. I am writing notes so fast. I, can't. <laughs> I love that it's the fabric of your life. Cause that's how I, if I take more than two days off in a row, that's how I, I just feel like 
something is missing. What's missing? You know, and then my husband will be like, oh, do you need to go for a run? <laughs> like, oh, maybe yeah. I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that, you know, as a coach, like I, I love, I, I have a couple people right now in particular who are training for their very first marathon and the kinds of conversations that we have, like I had a conversation with one of my athletes, maybe like a week and a half ago, who is also a mother. And she was like, she called me near tears. Like, I just don't think I love this. I don't Mm. like, I don't, I didn't, I, I, maybe I just don't love running enough to be a marathoner. Hmm. And, you know, so we had this great conversation. I'm like, do you, what do you think that means? And so it was, I think it was maybe after I posted that tweet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe even before, I'm not sure. Like, but just having someone like look a little bit deeper in, like, you know, well, what does it mean to you to love, like to truly love something? Like, mm-hmm. are you expecting like this magical switch? Like that anyone who says they love running just like every day they put their shoes on and they're like, yes, I love running. <laughs> like, it's not like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And if it were, it probably wouldn't last. I mean, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be true love in my mind. I mean, if I think about the boys I dated, <laughs> like those crushes, do you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. that was usually not so healthy for me. <laughs> you know, there was, when I met my husband and I realized that he was the person that I would spend the rest of my life with, you know, there was like this ease of like, okay, I can feel like calm and peaceful with this person. Mm. And get excited and laugh really hard and have these good times too. Like this is the kind of guy you marry, you know? (laughs) I mean, it took me a while to figure that out, but I think like with running, it's kind of the same way. If you think about it, it's like, if I just like love this really hard, I'll probably burn myself out or, you know, get injured or just only do it for through one race. And then I'm done. If you are, looking at this as being like a practice for you and how you do your life, mm-hmm. you don't want it to be, you know, this like short little blip in your, in your story. Yeah. yeah listening to, listening to you talk, I, I just came out of my kitchen right before recording this and I'm thinking about, you know, it's kind of like having the water be on simmer rather than mm-hmm. having it, you know, kind of a, a pot boiling over and, you know, that, that all that water is going to evaporate and you'll be left with nothing but a burned pot. But if you keep it just right. simmering, you know, that, that that's sort of, um, if you can keep yeah. your, your love of running on that simmer. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and speaking of boiling over, um, we know you're a speedy runner. You've qualified for Boston <laughs> several times. So, you know, when you're really pushing yourself out of that comfort zone um, and you're trying to qualify or, you know, get a PR, um, mm-hmm. do you still love running or is that more of a, a love hate or you're having an argument with running at that moment? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really interesting question. My journey has been like, I think that part of what's brought me to this kind of more philosophical place with my relationship with running has been because of all the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, like when I ran my first marathon, I I didn't even know there was something called the Boston Marathon at that time, but, you know, it was almost, I think it was like five and a half hours or so. And over the years, like I discovered what Boston was and I looked at those times and I remember just thinking like, 
if I don't slow down by the time I'm like 65, I could go to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just, it was so like, it was like an hour or more that I would have needed to take off at the time when I just remember, I, I remember where I was standing when I was, look, it was, I was at my in-laws house and I looked it up on the computer and I was like, oh yeah, if, if I don't slow down when I'm like in my sixties, I could do that. Um, so it wasn't even anything that I really put in the realm of possibility for myself for a while. But after my, um, I had, I had a miscarriage in, I guess it was 20, 2008. Mm -hmm. Um, and I honestly, like I always envisioned that we would have more children. And mm -hmm. when that happened, my husband and I like had a heart to heart and it was really difficult. He, he was like, I don't want to go through that again. We have two mm -hmm. healthy kids. Like let's, you know, and we would have had like, we, it was a stressful time, which actually is I'm sure part of why my body didn't, wasn't able to carry the pregnancy. We were moving and we had to move into my mom's house for a little while. It was just a lot going on, but um, we were going to have to, like we were getting a new mortgage and we would have needed to, to get like a minivan, <laughs> you know, we were going to three kids and it was, it was stressful and I wasn't working a full-time job at the time. And so Robert, I think, you know, he was just like, he comes, he's like a lot more practical than I am. And, but, but it was hard. And so I remember just feeling like, okay, so like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, well, my, my younger of my two older kids was starting preschool and I had quit my full-time job when he was an infant because of health issues that he had. And I was like coming to this place where I just felt like I needed an outlet. I needed to work, but I also had two young kids and I thought we were maybe going to have more and then we weren't. So anyway, at, it was during that time that I started running again. And honestly, it helped me heal from like that um, sadness and depression of, of losing the baby. And then also accepting that like we weren't going to be a family of five. And so I started training again and I decided to go to this coaching certification, honestly, like more so because I wanted to like deepen my own understanding. Cause I had this hunch that I could do better at this sport than I had. I'd, I'd never done speed work. I was horrible at nutrition. Like there were so many aspects that I didn't understand and I wanted to. And so when I took that course, I was like, oh my gosh, I could probably run a four hour marathon. Like, I really think I could do that in four hours. And I started teaching Pilates, like a lot of things started coming together with my work. And then guess what? I got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I got pregnant with my, my, my third child, Gus, um, who just turned nine. And when that happened, I had to put my running on hold. But after he was born, I started just my approach to running and life truly changed. Like I felt this like newfound sense of, of capability and possibility. And so I started applying some of those things that I had learned in my coaching certification in that, like when, when I was able to start running again after Gus was born and I realized that I could qualify for Boston that was going to be like shaving an hour off of my marathon wow. time. Wow. But, and everyone again thought I was crazy. They, I mean, <laughs> I, re, I talked to some of my friends um, who 
were, you know, friends of mine during that time who actually met me during that time because I joined like a local running stores training program. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you were just so cute and you believed it. You smiled and you're like, I'm going to do this. And they were like, poor Jess. Like, (laughs) but I did it. I did do it. I mean, it took me a couple of tries and, but I, but I did do it. And, um, you know, I wound up shaving like within, by the time Gus was a year old is when I had run an hour faster than wow. I ever had before in the marathon. That led to like, I, I mean, I, de- I definitely enjoy the speed work. It sounds like, why, how could you enjoy like the, that, you know, the heaving and the hard work, but I do, I love that the ability to be able to push myself and like find out where, you know, I can stretch my limits. Um, but I, I really love the science of running. So I'm, I love to run easy most of the time. And so I think that like when the workout rolls around, like, I don't know, I, I get excited about it. Um, that being said, I totally overtrained and Mm. I wound up chipping away at my marathon time. Um, when Gus was, a year old, I ran a 334. And over the course of the next couple of years, I whittled it down to a 311. And during that time, like I lost way too much weight. I um, had a lot of gut distress. Um, running became too much of a focus in my life. And other pieces of my life were feeling less stable and healthy. But my running was unfortunately I say this, like, I really do mean, I think, unfortunately, my running was going really well when everything else wasn't. And, um, you know, I wound up really having like the dominoes fall and had to reassess everything. It's like, as far as like my relationship with this sport, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't healthy. It became too much of a priority for me. And Mm -hmm. so I had to really like step back and be honest with myself about, about that. Um, and so, you know, if you look at my times now, like I ran, I ran my 311, I think I ran like a 312 and then I ran New York city in 2015 in like 325. Mm -hmm. And that day, that race, I was, I knew I was like, I I didn't feel like being there. I didn't really want to do it. I stopped and saw my family at like mile 21 and I hugged my husband and I was just like, I don't, I don't know why I'm doing this. Mm. (laughs) Um, And so after that race, like I stopped being coached and the following marathon that I ran, I didn't even pack my Garmin. I was like, I just want, it was a Boston marathon. And I was like, I'm just, I want to know what it feels like to just run for fun again. And so I purposely didn't pack it. I kissed the girls in Wellesley. Mm -hmm. I stopped and hugged and kissed my husband, who was his first time being at any of my like big marathons like that, because he usually stayed back with the kids, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I, while I was like in pursuit of like, what could I do? What could I do? But it was such a like solitary, selfish thing. And it didn't feel good anymore in that Mm -hmm. way. And so that I ran that marathon. I think Boston 2016 was like a 4:10, and it was so fun. Mm. I had a great time, and since then, I think I've only run maybe two more marathons, um, each faster than the last one. And I'm just kind of gradually now discovering, like, okay, what is like in the pursuit of my potential in this sport, which I truly love, like 
to me, I have my, I call them my granny goals. <laughs> like long term, like my kids and my grandchildren are not going to care if I ran, you know, a 310 marathon or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe someone will be a runner and they'll be like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> but but maybe not. And ultimately, like if I can't be a joyful, active, present, you know, energy in their lives, it's not going to matter. And I think that you know, running was in this strange way. It was taking, it was making that less possible for me for a little while with the way that I had been doing it. So now I'm kind of on this quest of like, how do I pursue the, the, my potential in this sport from this, like as a holistic runner, as like a Mm. whole person and like with my granny goals in mind, Mm -hmm. I, I am pretty determined to like see if it's possible to run sub 311 from this like wholehearted Mm. place. I want it Mm. to be, Mm. but, um, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I just, that, that can't be what's driving me is like this pursuit of a time, but I kind of like, I would be lying if I didn't acknowledge that because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people unfortunately think like in order to run like to your full potential, you have to go to extremes that can be semi-dangerous or just not very sustainable, like Mm -hmm. from a a body standpoint in particular. And like the choices that you make, you know, if you're going to miss your son's soccer game or you're going to, you know, whatever it is that Mm -hmm. you're doing, Mm -hmm. like I have different standards now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And it's wonderful that you've been able to re-embrace that love of running. So um, we're so pleased you... You found that, Jess. And thank you so much for sharing um, in such an honest way. We really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Take care and and, um, good luck in um, your holistic approach to running now. Thank you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye. Hi, this is Rosemarie from Rochester, New York. I love running because it's a form of self-empowerment. I feel like we, especially women, constantly downplay our role in successful events in our lives. Whether it's a project at work or a child's birthday party, we constantly say, I couldn't have done this without the help of others. Running is one of the only things in my life I can unapologetically take 100% credit for. I pull myself out of bed each morning. I put the miles in. I complete the training plans. I make PRs and races, and I get to pat myself on the back and say, you go, girl. That was all you. Thanks so much. This is Anne calling from Golden, Colorado, and I love running because as a mother runner of three small children and an acute care nurse, I sometimes feel like my whole life is devoted to meeting the needs of other people. So I absolutely relish having 30 or 60 or however many minutes to just focus on myself. Uh, It might sound selfish to say, but that's one of my main motivations for running. Our next guest is Liz Marnick. She's the mom of a baby boy. They live in Franklin, Maine. Liz is a scientist with a PhD. She's also a BAM ambassador. I'm not trying to equate those two things, but, um, and, um, Liz started listening to our podcast before she was even pregnant, which makes me smile. Uh, Welcome to the show, Liz. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Good. Hey Liz. So how old is your sweet baby boy? 
So Owen is actually 10 months old today. Wow. Oh, oh gosh, that does seem like a, a whole nother lifetime ago. I know. It, <laughs> um, it's gone really fast. I can't believe it's been 10 months. Oh, just tell me. Oh my gosh. We can't even go there that uh, I have a, yeah, you know, my older daughter just turned 18 last month and I'm like, how did that happen? Oh, um, I know everyone warned me it would go fast. And I didn't believe them. Oh yeah. Oh, I totally remember everyone warning me and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -mm, I can't. And particularly when the twins came, I thought, oh, it can't go fast enough. Oh no. <laughs> Can I travel back in time? Please, please. So, all right, Liz, uh, share a bit about your running background with us. Yeah, so I started running in 2012 as a New Year's resolution. My family was not active or outdoorsy or any of those things. Um, but I was in graduate school and I needed some methods of relieving stress. So I decided that I would try running. So I started running in 2012 and then from there it just evolved. Um, in 2015, I ran my first half marathon. And then in 2016, I ran my first marathon. And so far I've run two full marathons and at least eight or nine half marathons. Nice. Wow. So can you tell us about your 100 pound weight loss? Yeah. So I, as I mentioned, my family was not a very active family. We, um, I mostly spent my days inside reading, which is still something I love to do, but I also love to be outside now. But um, I also had a lot of health problems while I was younger and um, health, a lot of health issues run in the family. So when I graduated college, I was about 250 pounds, which is the heaviest I ever was. And that's when I decided um, that I needed to do something about it. So I was moving to Maine for graduate school and everything in my life was changing. So I decided that this was a perfect time to also try to take care of my health. So I started um, being more intentional with what I was eating and also becoming active. So the lab that I was working at had a, a gym that we could use for free. I started going to the gym and then slowly over that period of time, um, so that was in 2011. So then in 2012, I started running and combined with all of those changes, I lost the 100 pounds in about a year and a half, um, wow. maybe almost two. So I've been at this weight, relatively speaking, obviously, with some fluctuation for about seven, eight years now. Yeah. Congratulations. That's wonderful. That's great. So of course, our theme today is why we love running, um, which again, makes me feel like Forrest Gump. I just love running. But <laughs> so why do you love running? Yeah, I mean, I love it for so many reasons. I think if I had to like distill it into a few things, it would mostly be the fact that like, it's something that I can do. Because when I was little, I never would have imagined that I would be a person that could run a marathon. Like that wasn't even something that was in my family vocabulary. Like occasionally we would see people running outside and my mom would be like, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? <laughs> <laughs> she still doesn't understand why I run, but she loves me. So she supports it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it just, it was the first thing that really made me realize that I could do more than I thought I could do. Mm. Um, so now every time I go out to run, it's just something that I'm really grateful that I have this ability to get out there and that I also have this, this capability. Cause again, like, when I was a teenager and I had all these health problems and I was so overweight, I never thought it would be something that I could do. Like I had a hard time even going up the stairs. Um, wow. So now to be able to have this ability to like go out and run as many miles as I want is, is really great. Um, and I also credit running for how I met my husband. Um, I don't know if we would have kept, if we would have like even met each other if I hadn't been for running. So <laughs> that's a special place in my heart as well. Aww. Yeah. It seems, it seems like you really love running with your husband. Um, so 
talk to us about that is, um, I recall having that feeling. I don't, I don't run with Jack, who's my second husband. Um, I remember having that feeling though, when I was child free and married to hubby number one, just really enjoying those, that time together on the road and putting in the miles. So talk to us about why that, um, why you love that so much. Yeah. So as I mentioned, my, so I live in a fairly rural part of, um, the U S and, um, the only way I could meet somebody while I was in grad school was through online dating. So I was scrolling through all these profiles and I saw this guy whose profile picture was running. <laughs> and at that point in time, I was also running. I was training for my first half marathon. So I sent him a message and I was like, you know, I'm also a runner. And then from there we just started talking. Um, so that was like the gateway I used to actually like figure out a conversation um, uh-huh. nice. with Isaac, which was great. But I didn't realize until like, a month and a half after we met that he was actually training for a 100 miler. Oh my gosh. So his version <laughs> of running and my version of running was very different. Like I finally, he didn't want to tell me cause he was afraid I'd be scared away. Mm-hmm. So he, um, he was like three weeks after we met for our first date, he was like running a ha- running a full marathon. And then a week later he was running another marathon. And then a week later he was running another marathon. And finally I was like, okay, so you're not just a runner. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it took a while for me to actually be brave enough to run with him. Cause he's a lot faster than I am. Um, and runs a lot further, um, than I do, but we finally started running. And I think that I really credit that to why, I fell in love with him because I think when you're running with somebody, it kind of takes off the pressure. You don't have to look them in the face when you talk about all these important life things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really great. We ran, he trained with me while I ran um, my first half marathon. And then a year later when I ran my first marathon, he trained with me and ran the whole marathon with me. Aww. And then he proposed from, uh, proposed to me a month later. Um, so it's something that, yeah, it's really important to both of us. And he, no longer really runs for time goals or, or any of those things. He just runs because he loves it. So he doesn't mind running with me at my pace because he definitely is faster than I am. Mm-hmm. So even now with the baby, we still try to get out there and run as much as we can. Um, Owen is really good about loving the stroller. We've gone up to two hours with him in the running wow. stroller. Wow. And he really, and he's great. Like we have lucked out with a really mellow baby who also seems to just love being able to look outside at nature. Um, so I know it might eventually change as Owen gets older. We might not always be able to run together as much as we do. Cause we do run almost all of our runs together right now. Um, wow. Well, and who, who pushes the stroller? <laughs> My husband does. <laughs> yeah. And you know, um, Owen again, is mellow. faster than me. So, and Owen's mellow so that you'll have a second one. I know that's what everyone's warning us about. Is that so annoying? Like, it's so, hmm. probably so annoying that everyone keeps saying that. So there, I just added there, to it. You're there, welcome. There are, okay. there, there are ways to prevent it, but you know. <laughs> we both have three, so we're kind of jaded. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it sounds like um, you're running outside and you live in an absolutely gorgeous corner of the country, Maine, but we know the weather can be rough. So does that affect your feelings about running? Is it harder to kind of get all the gear on and get out there and slog through it? Um, or do you absolutely love it? Yeah, I mean, it definitely, we definitely, I love running outside for sure, even in the winter in Maine, because it really is gorgeous. Um, it does make it harder during the week. Um, before I had a baby, I was able to like go out during my lunch break. But now because my work day is confined by daycare, pick up and drop off, that's not a luxury I have anymore. 
Um, so we bought a treadmill mm. in December. So I'm doing a lot of my weekday runs now on the treadmill just because it's easier um, fitting all that in. And and then now on weekends is when we run outside. And I do try to run outside unless it's like actively snowing or super icy um, mm-hmm. just because it's nice to actually get outside and get the very little sunshine that we get this time of year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what sort of attitude do you bring to the treadmill? Because so many people, you know, dub it the, tr- the dreadmill. Yeah, I feel? mean, to be totally honest, I'm not a huge treadmill fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I did listen to your treadmill running podcast episode, which helped a lot. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you. so I definitely, we, we, and we bought a Nordic, we bought a Nordic track, which nice. has iFit, which oh, is great. <laughs> lucky woman, lucky woman. Yes, it's, it was our Christmas present to each other because my oh, husband excellent. also is using it during the week. So that was our Christmas present. We're like, this is what we're going to do. It's good for both of our mental health. So nice. Awesome. Um, awesome. So I, the iFit is great. And then I also try to like just watch something on Netflix if I'm doing a long, there was a couple of weekends ago where it was snowing all weekend. So I had to do a nine miler on the treadmill, which I thought I was mm-hmm. going to die, but it was fine. I was able to watch something on Netflix and uh-huh. it wasn't too bad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, Talk about how running has shown you that you can get through the hard stuff in life, because that's what you mentioned on the Bammer Bastard Facebook page. Yeah. Um, so as I mentioned, my my teenage years were difficult for a lot of different reasons. And I think when I entered grad school and was entering this period where I started running, I didn't really have a lot of self-confidence. I almost thought that I was accepted to this PhD program like by accident. And oh. That I wasn't, which I know, like, and logically I knew that wasn't true, but I did have a lot of that imposter syndrome. So when I started running and I was able to accomplish all these things that I never thought I could have accomplished before, it really made me appreciate the fact that I could do things that I once thought I couldn't do. And that no matter how hard the miles were, I was able to get through them. And I've, only, I've run two marathons so far and I'm training for another one in May. And I think at the end of every marathon, I've gotten to that point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. And mm-hmm. I do it because I can. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that's really important. I think also too, is for me, running is a really important part of my mental health. Um, Mm -hmm. Grad Mm -hmm. school is stressful. Having a new baby is stressful. Um, And it's really, so I I actually trained for my first marathon while writing my dissertation and it was a really great stress reliever. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think for, so both it's taught me that I can do hard things, things that I didn't think I could do before, but it's also been really important for me in keeping a healthy mental attitude when things aren't going the way that mm-hmm. I wish they were going at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What marathon are you training for? I'm running the Maine Coast Marathon oh, and it's Mother's Day weekend and my husband is running with me <laughs> um, and my in-laws are going to watch Owen. He's coming with us, but we got, we rented like a house and they're going to come oh, good. and watch so him can- the weekend. Have a little have a little space from him so you can get a um, decent night's sleep the night before the race. Well, we haven't really thought. Look, again, we're really spoiled. He's a really good sleeper. I hate to say that to people because <laughs> he was sleeping for the night at like five months old. <laughs> and so I like I do hate to say that, but he is knock on wood. I'm knocking on every wood I can. Um, <laughs> has been a great sleeper. <laughs> I told you the first one you'll be fine. Owen is golden. <laughs> it's going to be that second one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, right? Well, we'll see. <laughs> no, for me, it was my second one. So I get it. But I would never tell people that too, because yeah, you get the look. I know. And I do feel bad because you never Don't know, right? Bad. Every kid is so different. It's fabulous. <laughs> Enjoy it. <Yeah. laughs> I do. I do. I do. I do very much appreciate it. 
Well, Liz, thank you for uh, spending some time with us talking today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was great. This is Jolie Short from Charlotte, North Carolina. What I love about running is my friendship with my running partner, Cheryl. She helps me heal my heart and my mind and my health all before 6 a.m. in the morning. Um, Shout out to her upcoming Boston Marathon run. You go, girl. This is Kelly from Woodway, Texas. I don't feel like myself unless I run. Running makes me a better version of me, and everything seems possible when I get home from a run. My name is Julia Norsha, and I'm from Lexington, South Carolina. An adult onset runner, I love running because I have never been considered an athlete until now. I also love running because I have the best group of running friends. Our final guest is Lindsay Farocco, a stay-at-home mom of two outside of Houston. Like Liz, Lindsay is a Bam ambassador. That means um, she's a badass mother runner who represents another mother runner uh, around the country and in her um, community. Lindsay is a prolific racer who especially digs Disney races. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So, Lindsay, how old are your kids and do they share your love of running? So, Tyler is nine. And by the time this airs, Emily will be eight. Her birthday's on Monday. Mm. Um, and Tyler is a really good runner, but he hates running, <laughs> which is not unusual. It was how I was when I was growing up. But both of them are competitive swimmers, and um, they both like riding their bikes. So I think eventually I may have some triathletes on my hands, but we'll see. Oh, nice. So speaking of triathlons, we know you started running just seven years ago, yet you've done an Ironman triathlon. So we know that you're a woman who goes after big goals. Can you tell us more about how you got into running? Oh, of course. Um, It was sheer desperation. (laughs) Um, I was, I still remember this day. It was um, 2013. It was a Wednesday, the last Wednesday in March. Oh my gosh. And I was sitting in my living room, surrounded by the chaos that comes with a two and a half year old and a 14 month old. And I remember just looking around and going, okay, I have everything I'm supposed to want. I have a house. I have a wonderful husband, two kids. Life is good. So why do I feel like I'm drowning? Mm. And so um, I was sitting, sitting during one of the nap times, during one of my downtimes and scrolling through Facebook. And I had a mom friend who lived, uh, she lived in Florida. She still lives in Florida, but um, she had just run Disney princess. And so I was looking at her Facebook her profile picture she had changed it to her finish line picture and I just remember looking at her and she looked this is a woman who had struggled a lot with postpartum depression but she just looked so happy and she looked so proud of herself and she just looked like she was on top of the world and I just staring at this picture and just went that's what I want Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to get there but I'm gonna find a way Mm. so that afternoon um my husband got home I put on my shoes I handed him the baby and I ran out the door (laughs) Wow. And I didn't make it very far. I, I did like, I, run, I would like run for a minute and walk for a minute. I think I made it like a total of like a mile and a half in that first run. I came back and laid down on my kitchen floor because it was Mars in Texas. So it was already like 85 degrees and um, just started to cry mm. because it was the first time in a really long time I had felt like myself again because somewhere along the way I found everything that everyone's supposed to be looking for, but I had lost myself in the process. And so um, running was kind of how I got that back. Oh, so 
that, that was that first day. Two weeks later was um, Boston Marathon bombings. And I signed up for my first marathon three days after that. So I went from coach to I'm going to run a marathon in about two and a half wow. weeks. Wow. 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 That story, <laughs> that story of your first run is very moving, Lindsay. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're welcome. Um, so, um, and you wrote when I was um, trying recruiting guests for this show, you wrote, I'm, and it, you touched upon some of these, but I want to read it. You wrote, I'm grateful that we c- can afford for me to stay home and act as chef slash handyman slash accountant slash chauffeur, maid, etc. But many days I feel like I'm just treading water as the rest of the world swims by, which is a line I loved, by the way. And you continue running a triathlon gives me a sense of being part of something bigger than myself. And as dramatic as it sounds, gives me a sense of purpose. So Lindsay, could you talk more about this as I imagine a lot of listeners are nodding their heads right now? Sure. Um, I think that it's, I, I struggle with how to word that sentence. And so I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you liked it. Um, because it's, it's, again, it's the sense of I had everything that I was supposed to want. Like as moms, we juggle so much and, you know, growing up, you know, it's like, oh, you want the house, the husband, the family and all of this stuff. And then I had it and it didn't look like, and it didn't feel like what I thought it was supposed to. Mm. And so, you know, um, you raise the kids and you're home with your kids and I love them dearly and they're wonderful and they're my world, but there's not a whole lot of appreciation sometimes or a sense Mm -hmm. of understanding because your to-do list just seems never ending. I Mm -hmm. mean, they're older now, but you know, the laundry doesn't end. The dishes don't end. They always need to be fed. Um, (laughs) Always need to be fed. And so it's just, but it's, so you know that you're doing stuff throughout the day, but from the outside, it feels like you're not going anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, because it's never ending. So you're just kind of standing here. And I love my friends, um, especially the ones that work outside the home. I know they have their own challenges, but you know, you have a paycheck that comes home. So at least you have some sense of like, okay, this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm contributing. But when you're a stay at home mom, like there's not always that sense of like, okay, I actually accomplished something. Mm-hmm. And so again, that sense of feeling lost, like who was I? Cause I was just here and some days I didn't get out of my pajamas. And so if you are just inside the four walls of your house, like, and it just feels like the world is passing you by as you sit there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so Lindsay wrote a a lot of quotable stuff and I feel if I could have written fast enough, you just said a lot of quotable stuff. Um, but so here goes again. Um, you say running is my sanity and at times my savior, it's how I grieve and meditate and pray. So is this grieving meditation prayer? Is this premeditated? You know, do you head out the door and say, okay, I'm going to be grateful for this today, or I'm going to meditate on, you know, this issue that I'm trying to solve, or do you just find your mind going there as the footfalls happen? Um, I feel like it's a little bit of both sometimes. I mean, when there's obvious, there's something obvious going on. Um, since I started running, I've lost both of my grandmothers, my grandfather, two aunts, like, and so, yeah, when they're, when we're definitely fighting through some things, like I'll go, there'll be some days where the emotions are so big. I'll be like, I just need to go. Like, I just need to mm-hmm. run. And usually I'm not going far because um, I love my treadmill. And so it's been my you know, it's been really nice having it because it allowed me to train as the kids were getting older. And anytime that I needed to just get something out, I could jump on even if it was for 10 minutes. Um, And so sometimes it's premeditated like that. It's with a purpose. It's okay. I I just need to feel like I'm spending some time with Graham right now, or, Mm. you know, um, 
it's getting close to somebody's birthday or an anniversary or something like that. And, you know, that will be my time that I commune with them. But a lot of the times it's like, I'll just be out there and it's almost like I let the thoughts come Mm -hmm. and I'll find myself like remembering things or um, something will just pop in my head and be like, oh, I didn't even realize that was bothering me, Mm. but it's here. And, you know, I have these miles and I have this time and I kind of have this space that you don't always get when, Mm -hmm. you know, you're surrounded by kids or Mm -hmm. chaos or whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think a lot of mother runners can relate to. It's just a sense of like, okay, like this is my time to just be in my own head. And so um, I I think it's a little bit of both of that more often than not lately. Luckily, um, things have been pretty smooth sailing lately. So a lot of my time has just been, okay, what thoughts are going to come as, as I'm on my way. So. Mm I mean, we've talked a lot about the mental and emotional aspects of running that you personally love um, that I think a ton of people relate to. But um, can you tell us more too about the physical aspects of running you love and how different that must be when you're you know, running a Disney race, which I imagine is a bit more fun um, compared to say an Ironman? Oh yeah, no, for sure. Which is funny because I just finished running Dopey which was amazing and wonderful. Um, I ran the 5K with my kids and my niece and my nephew. It was their first time. My mom, um, they all ran the 5K with me. I ran the 10K with my sister. Mm. Um, the half was my husband's first. My, house went, my husband went from sedentary to half marathon in eight wow. weeks. And wow. so it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. No, it was not pretty. But, um, but he survived. It was a Disney race. We have pictures of the finish line. Um, so I got, but I got to share that with him. And then the marathon ended up being like my race. And I, it was like, how many characters can I stop with? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, was, you know, dancing at mile 25. Thank you very much, coaches Liz and Jen, for putting together that marathon heart rate training plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that was definitely a lot of fun. It was a lot of just, you know, celebration. And now I am, 12 and a half weeks out from Ironman Texas. Wow. <laughs> very, very different set of training right now where it's just some days feel like a slog because some days are just a slog. <laughs> um, but physically, yeah, there's a sense of feeling stronger. I grew up athletic. Um, I played four sports all the way through high school. I played college ice hockey. And so like athletics has always really been a part of my life. <laughs> but then once you, I mean, once you graduate college, there's not a whole lot of team sports available. And so running, I guess, is my, that sense of, you know, getting back to that childlike place of like, okay, well, this is my training and this is where I feel like I'm flying. And this is where I feel like, you know, I'm working harder and physically exhausting myself to match sometimes the mental exhaustion that we can feel. But, you know, just a sense of accomplishment and having, you know, my kids now are old enough that they can appreciate it where they see, they're like, okay, well, mom, how far do you have to run today? Oh, okay. So this is how much time we have before we have to go. Or like both of them are swimmers now. So um, you know, I'll be like, okay, well, if I can go and run for two hours, you can go to swim practice for 45 minutes. Like (laughs) we need to not. So, um, yeah, physically it it helps me feel stronger. It helps me feel like I could keep up after those toddlers, Mm -hmm. um, when they were little. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure your husband thinks you're pretty badass now too, now that he ran a half. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing how much he was like, oh, now I get it. (laughs) So like I just, so I just finished that training cycle and I just started this new one. And so 
I needed new shoes because I mean, training for, for dopey is a lot of miles on your feet. And so I was like, I need some new shoes. And before he would have been like, really, we just bought some like six months ago. And now he's like, yes, no, we need to take care of your ankles and your knees. You know, why don't you get two pairs? And I'm like, yes, sweet. Thank you so much. I know. Right. It's, um, yeah, no, he's like, oh no, 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 no. Now I get it. Now I understand. empathy gets you shoes I like it (laughs) yeah well I I think too from his side of it like before he um he was always my my um my cheerleader you know he always had the kids on the sidelines for everything and so now for him being on the other side he understands that it's not all fun and games when you're out on you know race day because sometimes it's just awful and so he's like okay mentally yeah no it's not like you're out here just taking a break from everything I'm like no yeah not even a little bit so. Oh my goodness. Well, best of luck to you and your Ironman training. That's very exciting, Lindsay. Thanks for sharing. Thanks. Thank you. Hi, this is Kristen from St. Louis. I love running because I grew up very unathletic and overweight and always felt like I could never be a runner. So every day that I run, I'm proving to myself and my two kids that regardless of what you look like or what body type you have, you can still be fit and lead a healthy lifestyle. My name is Savannah. I'm from Madison, Virginia, and I love running because it makes me feel strong. It helps me celebrate the good days and get over the bad days. Hi, this is Michelle from Rhode Island, and I'm happy to share why I love running. Uh, I had always considered myself to be pretty risk averse and happy to stay firmly in my comfort zone. But when I started running, um, I realized how many great things can happen when you venture out of that comfort zone. And that manifested itself on the number side of things when I started to train and work hard and I came away with PRs and Boston qualifying times but also on the social and emotional side of things when I took the leap and went for a run with my local running club um, after many years of running solo. And because I took that leap, I gained an amazing group of friends and actually ended up serving as president of the club and race director of our half marathon for five years. 10 years ago, I never could have seen myself doing any of those things. And I have this incredible sport to thank for it. Running truly has changed the trajectory of my life and showed me that I'm capable of way more than I ever would have imagined. And that's why I love running. All right. Well, I just love hearing everybody's different perspective, how they came to running, what it means to them, what it makes them feel like, what times it gets them through. That was really, I enjoyed that conversation, Maggie. Thanks for being a part of it. Yeah, I related to so many aspects. They just said it way better than I could. I just love to run. (laughs) What they said. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So on this Valentine's Day episode, please show us some love and leave us a five-star review for us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Positive reviews really, really do truly help boost a podcast popularity and prompts people to listen. So thank you in advance for taking a few minutes to leave us a five-star review. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles to you. Mm-hmm.